It's Friday, so we're going to talk about some movies here in just a second. Just to update you, though, we also have $1,000 that we're going to be giving away a little bit later this hour. Tell you how you can win that. Well, look at this bombshell the Wall Street Journal just dropped. I'm not sure it's a bombshell. Well. But go on, yes. <laughs> this just came out from Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street website. Journal reports that a lawyer for President Trump arranged a payment to an adult film star a month before the election as part of an agreement that precluded her from publicly discussing an alleged sexual encounter with Mr. Trump. Michael Cohen, that's not a new name, spent nearly a decade as a top attorney at the Trump organization. Michael Cohen reportedly arranged the payment to the woman, Stephanie Clifford, in October of 2016, when her lawyer negotiated a non-disclosure with Michael Cohen. Stephanie Clifford's name on stage Stage. is Stormy Daniels. Oh, now I recognize her. You know Stormy? You've spent a Tuesday morning with Stormy? Just kidding. No, she's much prettier than that. She's very pretty. Stormy Daniels has privately alleged that the encounter with President Trump took place after they met at a celebrity golf tournament in Tahoe back in July of 06. Of course, the president married Melania in 2005. The White House official has commented, saying these are old recycled reports which were published and strongly denied prior to the election. Well, the Wall Street Journal did ask for comment from people like, oh, Michael Cohen. And he said, listen, this is now the second time you're raising outlandish allegations against my client. You've attempted to perpetuate this false narrative for over a year, a narrative that has been consistently denied by all parties since at least 2011. Uh, He also sent a two-paragraph statement by email that was addressed to whom it may concern and signed by Stormy Daniels, not Stephanie Stephanie Clifford, but by Stormy Daniels. Denying that she had any sort of sexual or romantic affair with President, uh, with then Mr. Trump. Rumors that I have received hush money from Donald Trump are completely false, she said, even though she directly has not responded to multiple emails seeking comment. So um, the lawyer said, I previously represented Mrs. Daniels, and all he would say to the Wall Street Journal was, attorney client privilege prohibits me from commenting on my client's legal matters. In any Stormy way. Daniels is a Republican. And she uh, ran for Senate, or she tried to, she was going to run it for Senate back in, in 2010 to uh, run against David Vitter in Louisiana. I don't know if there's much to this. No, but, you know. It's neat, though. Do you want to know what kind of awards she's won? Uh, I'm not sure. A, I think that's a uh, great Best great New idea, Starlet, but... Contract Babe of the Year. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, crossover Female Performer of the Year. What does that mean? Oh, I guess hooked up with men and women? I don't know. Uh, favorite breasts. She won that in 20, uh, 2006. And the Triple Play Award. Dancing, performing, and directing. Did you say dancing? Dancing, performing, directing. A trifecta, yeah. as it were. Oh, she won Favorite Breasts again the following year in 2007. And in 2009, she did not win Favorite Breasts in 2008. Ah, uh, must have been an off year then. We can move on. Yeah, we got to. We can move on. Well, 
Uh, Jason Nathanson is going to join us in a few minutes. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the James Franco story because he was a no-show last night. But if you are in the uh, the Hollywood world, there is a there is a Me Too economy. This is fascinating because it's not something that we thought about. Well, and we should have. We it, should have seen it going to this level. We could have started our own PR firm. Where no, if, well, you could have. No, listen. You could. We could have said. If you are accused of these things, come to us for – or how about this? We will consult you on whatever statement you're about to make in response to these allegations. That's true. We Just could craft a good down. statement. We could also talk about behavior moving forward, like rule number one, leave your penis in its pants. Ah, man, I always thought that that's rule number four. What's rule number one through three? Just be nice. No, be nice is not on the list. Oh, we're gonna we get, then we're gonna have to pencil through this list because mine was all. I think out of most order, importantly, yeah? you leave your penis in the pants all the time. Haven't we learned that through for the last five or six months? Yes. If the penis stayed in the pants for all of these guys each time, there'd be no problems. Most Fewer of the problems. time, yes. The new ecosystem of sexual harassment consciousness has uh, prompted some cottage industries like. Life coaches, life coaches who are taking these uh, suddenly fired uh, directors and producers and helping them plot their next few moves. Sir, don't take your penis out of your pants. Again, you said that's rule number. Well, OK, I'll give you that for just for the sake of argument. It's rule number one. Uh, chief people officers are being brought in by companies to redefine the boundaries of what would be correct an appropriate workplace behavior. It's crossing the boundary, sir, when you take your penis out of your pants. Yeah, but is that rule number one? There's a spike in calls to establish professionals who deal with crisis management, law, and mental health. So there's plenty of business to go around. Lawyers, it should be no surprise, are the ones who are getting the biggest payday in all of this uh, Me Too stuff that goes on. Because, uh, for example, Jeannie Harrison is an L.A.-based employment lawyer specializes in sexual harassment and abuse cases and says day after day after day I've been receiving phone calls as women start banding together and coming forward it gives power to the rest of us to do show do so she says Mark Garagus Marty Singer Sean Hawley all have told the Hollywood reporter that the the fall their phones began ringing off the hook when the Harvey Weinstein story hit the news in the first place yeah could I get any money out of that guy that rubbed my back in 2008 well What's funny is they're saying that there are a lot of those calls, too. Yeah, I bet. Like calls that are 30 years old or calls that don't really rise to the level of sexual harassment. Someone is just there to try to get a payout. Um, crisis managers, for example, publicists who specialize in crisis public relations. Hotlines. Can we run one of those? Just a hotline? Yeah. Well. Yeah. We could take calls. Just from the people who have been accused? Because, again, I think our our – our strong suit would be we could take, crafting an apology or crafting mm, a statement in response to allegations that don't get them into further trouble. I think our strong suit would be taking calls from guys who want to know if it, maybe they're thinking of a behavior in the office. Maybe they're thinking of asking a, a, a girl out. 
Maybe maybe Blake's got his eye on someone around here, right? And and, and now doesn't know what to do like, because he doesn't know how to navigate that in this new Me Too twenty eighteen. Step one, Blake, take it out, and we could no no. no. Uh, see, you're good. You're learning. <clears throat> yeah. Step you know what two. I mean? Though I mean, I bet there are so many relationships that begin at work in the office in work situations. I met my husband when I was working. That sounds so bad. It sounds like thing, I'm at a strip club or something. Yeah. And, and the I was first working. thing he did was take it out. Uh, no. No, no, okay. no, no, no. You're f- but it's only because you guys were in public when he met you, right? Uh, no. Oh. What's the matter with you? I'm learning. You learn by but asking questions. I think that this is one of those things that's hard to navigate now. Uh, how do you approach that girl that you're interested in at work now that this whole Me Too thing is happening? And we could help with that, I think. I think that's a niche. Start with, hey, you want to go out to dinner, sugar teas? No. I'm still learning. I mean, I, this is new for me, too. I'll take the calls. I Lucky suppose. for you, you already got one locked down. I have to go navigate. Well, I might not when I get home. Why don't you craft an apology for that right now? Why don't you craft an apology for, hey, you want to get dinner, sugar teas? For everything I've said up to this point, it's not a bad idea. Speaking of... <laughs> Hey, let's uh, let's give away a thousand dollars and cleanse our palates, shall we? Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword "win" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's "win" to two hundred two hundred. Speaking of sugar teas, I had to. No, I couldn't. We're not doing that. We're at not work. doing that at work. Got it. Jason Nathanson from ABC News joins us. Hey, Jay. I'd be disappointed if Shannon didn't go there introducing me. Amen, so. sir. Amen. <laughs> we, I'm, I'm happy. We, uh, <laughs> we're talking about the whole Me Too economy that has kind of popped up in Hollywood. James Franco is the latest big-name guy to have been caught up in all of this. Uh, I saw, I didn't realize the Critics' Choice Awards were last night, but he, he wasn't there. He was not there, and he won. Uh-oh. And this was in the first hour of the show. He was, which was not televised. It was streamed. The the second two hours were televised on the CW. But the first hour, he won Best Actor in a Comedy for The Disaster Artist, which he won at the Golden Globes the other night. And since the Golden Globes has happened, you know, there's been allegations. There's an L.A. Times article, five women accusing him of misconduct and various things. And so when his category was up, okay, everybody's wondering. And then he was announced as the winner. And you couldn't hear a pin drop because it was a big thing, but the, the applause was tepid at best. I mean, it was the lowest amount of celebration for anybody I've ever seen win an award at one of these things ever. Uh, so, you know, a couple of light claps. And then uh, uh, the, it was Walton Goggins, I think, who was doing the announcement, uh, said, and James Frank is not here tonight. Uh, we accept this award on his behalf. Um, and that was it. And, I mean, you know, not surprising that he wouldn't be there because it would be kind of awkward if he were. Well, what kind of an impact do you think is this going to have on the Academy Awards? Because we haven't even seen the nominations yet for the Oscars. We haven't. The nominations are actually happening right now. People are voting on nominations. They close today. So this has been a bad week for anybody like that. I'll tell you, it's been a good week for Michelle Williams. With all the stuff with the pay gap thing and, you know, all the money in the world. Yeah, you know, we uh, we were talking about this off the air, I think, yesterday. And and the story was that Michelle Williams reshot all the money in the world, the Getty story that they they uh, they fired Kevin Spacey over because of his sexual um, misconduct. 
she reshot all of her scenes for free, but Mark Wahlberg demanded $1.5 million. And it was kind of held up as another income disparity between men and women in Hollywood example. And I was talking to Gary about it, and I was saying, you know, I, I kind of can see this playing out. Like they came to Michelle Williams and they said, we got to get rid of Kevin Spacey because he's a super creep. And we got to reshoot all these scenes. Will you do it? And Michelle Williams, thinking that she wants to be on the right side of history and all of that, is like, of course I'll do it. I'll do whatever it takes to get rid of this creep kind of mentality, right? And then they go to to Mark Wahlberg, and he's like, I'm not working for free. Probably didn't even cross his mind that this was like a social justice job kind of thing. Well, I mean, in, in the end of the day, it was probably in both of their contracts what would happen if there were reshoots. And it's my understanding that in his contract that he gets paid for reshoots. Um, whether or not this is actually a reshoot, falling under under the definition of typical movie reshoots, you know, that can be argued. But at the same time, they both have the same agency. Yeah, William why Morris wouldn't you have, why would he have money for a reshoot in his contract, but she wouldn't? They have different agents, and that's what it comes down to. And I don't know who's negotiating what for whom, but that also goes to the kind of entrenched whole thing about pay gap and gender equality when it comes to these things in the negotiations. Maybe they didn't fight hard for her, but they fought hard for him. He's, you know, the biggest moneymaker, the the most highest paid actor in Hollywood. Uh, So his people are used to driving hard bargains for him and getting him the cash. Can you imagine Uh, that? Like like when we were all kids in 1992 and uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch were sweeping the nation? (laughs) Can you imagine that he would be the highest paid? Was it somewhere close to $70 million last year? Yeah, and that was on the on the basis of Transformers, I think, mostly, uh, which did not do well here in the U.S., but did okay around, around the rest of the world. And no, I would not have imagined him being the one who would be <laughs> the highest paid of, of all the people. Um, or would you imagine <laughs> Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that he was going to be, you know, right. the big star that he is. Or but, that Donald know, Trump would be president. <laughs> it, so much has happened, right? But, it, it, but all this publicity for Michelle Williams and her performance for that film, especially if the Academy wants to send some kind of message, this is the week to do it because those nominations are happening right now. So she might get helped because of that. And on the other side, James Franco and his movie, The Disaster Artist, was, which was kind of on the bubble. A lot of people like it, but not enough maybe to get the prestigious awards we were going to see. Um, and this week definitely hurt its chances. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, movies that are coming out this weekend because the Post, the, the Washington Post story about the uh, Pentagon Papers goes uh, for wide release. It's already been in L.A. for uh, a couple of weeks now, but that will go wide. Um, and it looks like there are a few others that could potentially uh, make it to the top of the uh, box office when we rejoin uh, on, I guess it would be Monday or Tuesday since it's the holiday weekend. Liam Neeson's got a new picture coming yeah, out. Yeah, talk about Liam Neeson playing the same character in the last 12 <laughs> movies that he's done. I love that character. That's another thing I wouldn't necessarily have imagined that Liam Neeson would be the kind of action star that he is, but he has grown into this role, and The Commuter is the latest one from him. He plays a businessman who's on his daily commute home. He's on a train, and some woman comes up to him and says something mysterious, and all of a sudden he's in the middle of some kind of criminal conspiracy, and he's got to save the train and save the people and save the world. Um, It's getting okay reviews. It's probably not going to make a whole bunch of money of the four new wide releases this weekend it's probably going to make the least amount of money um 15 million or so which isn't a great start it's not terrible but it's not a great start uh let me play just a quick clip from it someone will have to pull a knuckle bit 
And one of us will have to go down and release the latch. No, no freaking way. I'm not going down there. Just outside. Just outside and down the ladder. I'll do it. Yeah, you'll do it. (laughs) And then, of course, (laughs) Liam gets one little blind in there. I probably see that. I'm yelling my exposition, and it makes it sound better. I'll see it when it comes on uh, TNT or something. The Room has a limited re-release. This has been much <laughs> talked about. I watched the tra- I spent two and a half minutes of my life watching the trailer this week of what is arguably the worst movie ever made. This is the movie at the center of The Disaster Artist, which is James Franco's movie. And he plays Tommy Wiseau, the guy who's at the center of, of The Room, the guy who decided, you know what, Hollywood's not giving me a chance. I'm going to make my own chance. And he's super rich, so he decided to make his own money uh, or his own movie. Um, he's also the guy who tried to take over the mic of the Golden Globes on Sunday when James Franco got up there because he invited Tommy up there to just be with him but not say anything. Uh, so this is, yes, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's grown in cult status. It's become like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. They play it at midnight in certain places, and people shout out the lines. Um, uh, oh, hi, Mark is one of them, and it's one of the best lines from the actual movie itself. From from the disaster artist, there's a line, "Oh, hi, Mark," which is just very, very funny, and it's it's in the movie. Do you have to see the room to understand the disaster artist? No, not at all. I I didn't even know about the room. I had no idea of its existence until. I started to read a little bit about the disaster artist, and then I saw the disaster artist having very, very little knowledge of what was going on. You don't need to know. It will. It would probably enhance, and it, I think it would. At the very least, I think it helps anybody who's listening right now to know that this is based on a true story, and this movie existed, and it was terrible. What would you um, see first, the disaster artist or the room? <laughs> uh, oh, that's a. You know, I'd probably see the disaster artist first. Yeah. And then the all because at the end of the disaster artist, they show you some of the making of the room and it kind of whets your appetite. They, you know, they do one of those things. Look, this is actually real. We're going to show you real clips from the movie itself. Um, and they compare and contrast the, the, the versions that are in the disaster artist and in the room. Um, so I'd see the disaster artist first. It's going to whet your appetite and then you're going to want to go see the room. I don't know if I'm going to want to go see the room, but I, I kind of I have a weird fascination with it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Proud Mary is another one coming out with Taraji P. Henson. Uh, she's a, a hit woman working for an organized crime family in Boston. I love Taraji P. Henson. I don't know if this is the right role for her. I love rated R Taraji P. Henson as well. So that's <laughs> what this is. So if you like, you know, the, the network version of Taraji P. Henson that you get on Empire, this is rated R. Um, I don't know much about this one. Um, it's actually supposed to make pretty decent money. It's going to compete. With Paddington and the Post, which are all three of them are going to be in the same kind of neck right there, so it's supposed to do pretty well. And what about Paddington? This is the sequel to the original. Paddington well, two, yes. Which this morning, at least when I checked, had a hundred percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Oh, wow. You can believe it? Yeah, Paddington two. People like that little bear. Um, you know, it's it's. If, if you like, if you know Paddington, if you like Paddington, if you saw the first one, then this is the movie for you. Um, you might be lost, though, if you didn't see the first one and try to see this one. Really? I'm just saying. No. <laughs> it's like, that's a first. I no, totally but, believe but that. But if you see The Room <laughs> was all before in, you Jason. see Paddington 2, it's definitely true. Oh, and then uh, there's another one. I think Acts of Violence is a limited release. This is a Bruce Willis Cole Hauser vehicle. It also is getting really crappy reviews, but um, I don't know if anybody really wants to see that. But tell me if you will. Uh, David Letterman is coming back uh, with his first Netflix show today. Uh, he is. Uh, it's out now. You, uh, the, uh, my guest, next guest needs no introduction. 
And his first guest is former President Barack Obama, who apparently needs no introduction as well. This is one of the first Netflix series, I think, maybe of all of them, to just drop one episode. So this is the first episode. We'll get the next one next month, which is with George Clooney, and then they have a whole bunch of other people uh, scheduled. And it's getting mixed reviews. Uh, lots of talk about Letterman's beard, which is full and prominent in this. Um, but the Washington Post says for, uh, uh, both men seem rusty at the art of banter. They're off their game. The interview doesn't produce any surprising or newsworthy statements from Obama. And I've seen that from in some other places as well. You're not going to find it. He's not going to rip Trump a new one if that's what you're looking for. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of – I mean, we've seen these interviews before from President Obama. He can be kind of wonky and boring and go on for a long time, and there might be a lot of that in here. Jason, I just saw this on Twitter that Leo DiCaprio is going to sign on for Quent, or, um, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's film about the Manson murders. I've seen that, too. And he was one of the uh, – there were a couple actors circling it. I don't remember the other one. Uh, but Leo was one of the ones that they really wanted. Um, and that'll be interesting. I think Margot Robbie is also – Tarantino wants Robbie um, to play Sharon Tate. So, um, you know, the, that would be, be perfectly cast. That would I mean, be interesting. That would that, definitely be very interesting yeah. to see. I, I, was, I was thought, though, you guys were going to ask me – I don't know if you heard me talking to Jennifer Jones Lee this morning. I, I, her, I wasn't I up that early gossip. today. No. I gave her some backstage gossip about the Critics' Choice Awards, and I thought you guys were going to ask me well, about no, it. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Just between so, us. There's, there's, there's some good stuff, but I'm not going to tell you who. It, this would almost be very good for a whip around, except I'm not going to give you the answer. <laughs> last, night at, last night at the Critics' Choice Awards, uh-huh. I was at the urinal next to one winner who did not wash his hands. Ooh. <laughs> Which winner... Uh, was it Bill Handel? Would that no. be? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was not. Hmm. Can I, so, can, can I, can I see that? Let me see that list that of winners list. there. Uh, let's see. Somebody won for Shape of Water, so uh, I'm assuming Guillermo del Toro. No, uh, Guillermo washes his hands. Uh, he won Best Director. Best Actor was Gary Oldman. Uh, and since you were in the uh, urinal, it had Sam to be Rockwell? Sam Rockwell. He's had a, a He's week weird. of... He's un- weird. He was not there last night. Okay. Oh, no, no big surprise, huh? Uh, Brooklyn Prince is a girl. Jordan Peele, get out. Oh, oh no! Man. Woo. Interesting. I'm not, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not saying yes or no to anybody. I'm not, I'm, sure I'm not, not saying yes or no to anybody. Sure you're not. Jay Nat, have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. Jason Nathanson there from ABC News, the latest on what's going on in the Hollywood. And we come back. Uh, a little bit more about uh, bonuses. Did you get a bonus? Did you get a bonus? We- you get a bonus. And you get a bonus. And you get a bonus. We have a list of all the companies giving out raises and bonuses because of tax reform. It's right here in our hands. And we'll tell you when we come back. Gary and Shannon will continue. About Blaze Bernstein's murder. We've got an arrest in connection. I was expecting this yesterday, but uh, today will be just fine. Um, we do have a person in custody in connection with the murder of Blaze Bernstein, the 19-year-old college student whose body was found in Borrego Park this week. He disappeared way back on January 2nd. Uh, the Orange County Sheriff's officials confirmed this to uh, Channel 7 today. No further details uh, immediately released. We do know that 
they had found uh, DNA evidence that they were trying to expedite the um, the identification of in an attempt to make sure that they could close this case pretty quickly. And it looks like they have. Remember the friend that he allegedly went to the park with had cuts, abrasions on his hands, dirty fingernails. He said he, he, he got the uh, injuries because he's part of a fight club. He was the one that went to the park with Blaze uh, 9.30, 10.30 at night. And then says Blaze just uh, kind of disappeared. So he left. He went to his girlfriend's house, he said. And returned to the park in the middle of the night because Blaze wasn't responding to him on Snapchat. When he was pressed on what his girlfriend's name is, where she lives, he couldn't come up with the answers. My guess is it's that friend who's in custody. Yeah, We'll find out in the next uh, probably hour or two about the arrest and, and exactly who it is. Uh, the story about giving out bonuses and raises. Uh, Walmart became the latest company yesterday to announce one-time bonuses related to the new tax law. They said also that they're going to raise their minimum wage to $11 an hour. Uh, obviously, our economy has been doing well. If you are a, a believer in the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average as a true indicator of the health of the economy, it's been blowing through record uh, every single week, it seems, we've been setting records for the last uh, 18 months or so. Here are some of the other companies that are going to be giving out raises and bonuses because of the tax reform. American Airlines. American Airlines says it will give about 130,000 employees a $1,000 bonus. AT&T also said that. AT&T, in fact, the day that Congress passed the bill, said it was going to be giving a $1,000 holiday bonus to 200,000 U.S. employees. Bank of America says that those making up to 150 grand per year would receive a one-time bonus of $1,000. Comcast, uh, Fifth Third Bank Corps has said so. Southwest Airlines also said that they would celebrate the recent tax reform legislation by giving full and part-time employees $1,000 cash bonuses. $1,000, it seems to be the number that we keep repeating. That seems to be what the bonus structure is for these companies that are uh, allegedly passing on any sort of tax benefit. The fact of the matter is $1,000 to 100,000 employees is peanuts. Considering what it is they believe that they're going to be saving. I mean, if we cut the corporate tax rate from 35% down to 21% on its face, that makes it sound like we're going to be saving or that the corporations are going to be saving a whole bunch of money. But I have yet to find a corporation that actually pays the 35% uh, as opposed to, you know, working the ways that you and I would work our deductions, for example, and come up with less than our uh, our tax rate that we're taxed at, and the effective tax rate is closer to half what we would usually pay. This is one of those uh, reports that the trickle-down enthusiasts can point to and say, look, everyday people are taking advantage and taking a benefit to these corporations' tax cuts. And maybe they're right for these 100,000 people here and there that are getting an extra $1,000. Maybe they will pump that into the economy. But it's not broad. It's not sweeping. It's 100,000 people here and there, and it's only $1,000. It is, but it's it's something. I mean, it's, it, is. It, it is something. Wells Fargo is another one that said that they're going to raise their minimum wage up to 15 bucks an hour. Of course, they're a California-based company, so they were going to have to anyway eventually. But they said, we believe tax reform is good for our economy. We're pleased to take these immediate steps and invest in our team members, communities, small businesses, homeowners. The thing that I've uh, that I've not heard a lot of discussion of is – 
what of which of these companies were giving out bonuses before, if any? Yeah, and and, and you got to think about how much of a how much you're willing to pay for a PR bump. You know, you look at American, totally. right? Absolutely. Look, American. I don't know how much American's worth, but it's a lot of money. And are they wa- willing to pay the 1.3 million they'll pay in these $1,000 bonuses for a PR bump? Of course, it's worth it. Of course. Because not only is it a PR bump in terms of externally, people think, oh, American Airlines is given back. The employees are more likely to – you're going to think a little bit nicer about your own company if if they're handing out 1000 bucks here and there, like we do. That's why we've been giving away $1,000 an hour for the last several weeks. ABC – am I right? Yes. Okay. ABC7 has footage now of a young man being escorted by two plainclothes detectives, Orange County Sheriff's Department, uh, Department detectives – Escorting him from an unmarked vehicle from the back of the uh, the car into uh, what I believe would be an Orange County Sheriff's Department uh, facility. There, oh, looks like it is young man is going to be the friend. All right, uh, we'll continue to update that. We'll come back with some more information about that, and also Elon Musk has confirmed he was at one of those sex parties up in the Silicon Valley, but he didn't know that's what it was, sweetie, honey. I swear I didn't know it was sex party. Would you go to an adult costume party without your wife? Don't answer that. I think you would. I think that's kind of up your alley. I'm just trying to think of what the context would be. Like today, if I got an invite for a party tonight at a like, but it's a costume party. Oh, maybe a week in a, a week advance, so you've got time to plan your outfit. So I got plan to come up. I have time to go to the Halloween store in the middle of January and buy a Superman outfit mm-hmm. or Batman's. Or something. Or Zorro. Trying to, I, don't, I can't think of any superheroes that I could be. I like Zorro. Okay. That's good. So I'll be Zorro. That, that way I can wear the mask. I think Zorro would fit in at a sex party. Superman, maybe not because it's that whole outfit. I didn't Talk think I was going to wear the whole thing. Gary the and mask. Shannon. Zorro does the thing where he like this. cuts her dress. He's yeah. Like, zoop, zoop, zoop. yeah. Exactly why he would work at a sex party. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll continue, maybe. I gotta have faith. I gotta have faith. Because I got to have faith. I got to have faith. Faith, faith. Baby, I know you're asking me to stay. Gary Shannon. Please, please, please don't go away. A couple of stories that are you going to hear about through the course of today. Obviously, the president in his meeting yesterday about uh, whatever DACA deal had apparently been worked out. He wasn't happy with it, but... The comments that he made about certain countries, including whether or not he called them S-hole countries or not. Also, the president's on his way to Florida for the weekend, but he had his first official medical exam today. Uh, Navy doctor did the work, and uh, the Navy doctor is going to hold a news conference next week. I don't know if that's usual or not, but the going to hold a news conference next week to talk about what he found. But the big news locally is there has been an arrest in the Blaze Bernstein case. Uh, and as Shannon referenced, we've already seen video of a couple of plainclothes officers taking a, a young kid out of a uh, young kid, maybe late teens, early 20s at the oldest, uh, out of the back of an unmarked car at one of the Orange County Sheriff's uh, Orange County Sheriff's facilities. And we don't know much about who this is yet, but we do know that there is an arrest and it is directly connected to the death of Blaze Bernstein, whose body was found in Borrego Park there in Orange County uh, two weeks after he was killed. 
Well, we told you about the Silicon Valley after hours parties of all the Tekarati, I believe they're called. Tekarati. Did tech, I just make that up? Karate, tech, uh, I, I like it either way. Uh, about how they like to have uh, orgies. First reported on John and Ken, I believe. They broke it. There's a new book about the culture in the tech industry. Emily Chang wrote it. I think she is a writer for the Daily Beast, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it's called Brotopia. Um, she re- <laughs> That's ridiculous. She revealed in a uh, party in 2017 at a venture capitalist house that she allegedly saw drug taking and open sexual behavior. Uh, Axios identified it as the home of a former investor, a guy named Steve Yerveston. Another blog post said they didn't see any explicit sexual behavior. They did see Elon Musk there. So somebody goes, hey, uh, let's get a call into the into Musk. And see if, in fact, he was there. So, in a statement to Business Insider, a representative for uh, for SpaceX and, and Tesla founder, Elon Musk said, Elon was at the party for a couple of hours and left after 1 a.m. after taking, uh, sorry, after talking with several DFJ-funded entrepreneurs, that's the investor, about technology and building companies. His impression was that this was a corporate party with a costume theme. Not a sex party, and there was no indication that it would become one after he left. You find that uh, believable? No. Think he knew all the way? I think one knows when one is going to a sex party. Well, if that that piece that we read last week, they made it, the author made it very clear, everyone kind of, you know getting the invitation. The invitation says something like jungle erotic chic attire or something of that nature. Not not black tie or business casual. Or not like, hey, let's wear costumes. Let's be stupid. Dress as your favorite 80s sitcom character. Mm -hmm. No. Sexy jungle underwater theme or something. It sounds like the grotto. (laughs) I like to use your trigger words sometimes late on a Friday and see what happens. So that I dry heave the entire drive home? <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. That is very, very good. All right. So we will uh, rejoin on Monday. Uh, don't forget you can play our Gas Fantasy foreplay uh, on Twitter and Facebook, etc. Just tell us who you think is going to win the four football games this weekend. I am not going to leave the couch. What do you mean? I know who I'm going to oh. play in your 80s costume party. Who? Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to look like on Monday. Uh, I have to go to a volleyball tournament on Sunday. What? So I'm going to be watching football on my phone while gloriously applauding my daughter. And what her time hard is work. the the this? What does it start? Eight. It'd probably be over about one. But then there's a oh, drive. The first game's not till one thirty on Sunday. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Tell me about it. Mm. Tell me about it. All right. Have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you Monday. Parenthood. John and Ken up next. Stay dry, everybody. Gary and Shannon side studio. Show. Coming up later on the Gary and Shannon Show. It's Tuesday, so that means Neil Savage is going to join us in the 1 o'clock hour. And how about the president's reaction to his fifth foot? Right. Oh my God, you're so hungry. That's sad. I just feel like it'd be a lot of work to have one pancake. Not 500. I don't have to feed anyone and else. And there's no recipe on the back of the Bisquick for one pancake. One pancake. Yeah, Blake. God. Okay, Gary, how about a little interview here? Okay, great. Sorry. Pound 250 on the cell and say Solar Max. You heard her. Top. You heard her. Now, pound 250 on the cell phone, say Solar Max. Monthly payable. 
but I'm just going to do this. Call Solar Max now. Ask about that $69 a month offer. Just dial. Just dial. T- hey, what's up with that Papa Nostos guy? Papa Nostos? Yeah. What are you going to do you with him? Missed a couple field goals, Shannon. What are you going to do with him? Is he out of the family? Yeah. No Uzo Well, first of him? all, as you, if you knew uh, the Greek uh, last names, you would know that the OS uh, with that last name there means he's from a completely different region from KIS. We're from Crete. Uh-huh. We're Cretans. Right. Uh, he, he could even be from Macedonia, of all places. Oh, I mean, good Lord. Yeah. Or oh, so he's I mean, not yeah, even we part of the family. He, he might be a mountain person. Oh, that would explain a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, that's why he missed the field goal, because of altitude. Coming up later on the Gary and Shannon Show. A Friday cold case. A man t- tells a guy the thing about, whoa. This has been Gary and Shannon's side studio show. Yay. Stay tuned for more outtakes and bloop- bloopers. Stay outtakes and bloopers. Oh, you know what I'm saying. We're going to keep screwing up. Don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven, because it hasn't. Gary and Shannon.